This is Noah Beaks by Nick's episode 179 for Monday, June 9, 2014. everyone, Lisa J here, alongside my partner in crime, Jer. What's up? Yo, what's happening? Yo, yo. What's going on? So, it's just the two of us. You know, we have to make some room, because we have a very special guest with us. Okay, so this person has been in so many shows, and <laughs> so many productions, <laughs> and so many, so many things. <laughs> right? If I named them all, we'd be here all day. Okay? But... You know him as Ryan Steele Uh-oh. from VR Troopers. Yes, yes. Brad Hawkins is in the house. <laughs> What's up, people? How are we doing today? Very well. God. Very well. It's funny. Before... As soon as you started, I mean, it went from Jeremy to Jer. Am I going to be like, bra? Am I going to be, you gonna you got to have a nickname for me, too? We're going to have a little short <laughs> name for me? <laughs> I want to have a short studio name. Talk. You know? <laughs> We got bra and Jer, you know. <laughs> and Lisa. I like that. I wanted to be casual. I wanted to be casual and comfortable. That's right. We good. We good. No, we before we um started, it was just like I'm gonna need some of your energy. You are like, like before I'm just you know it's been a busy day. I'm just like oh my goodness, and then like I get on here and I'm like. Oh, I'm ready to go with Brad. Oh, all right, all right. He's in he's in mode right now. Yeah. Well, like I was telling you before we uh, before we uh, got started with the uh, the interview, I just finished watching the new RoboCop, so I was like all hyped up and everything. You know, I was watching other superheroes, so I got all, I got all fired up. Ready, ready <laughs> to go. <laughs> ready to work. Oh goodness. So, you know, first off, uh, just let's talk about when little Brad, when you were a youngin. And your and your childhood a, a little bit. When I was a tot. Gotcha. What do you got? What do you got? How deep you want to go down that rabbit hole? <laughs> <laughs> as deep as you would like, <laughs> whichever way. <laughs> well, you know, and, and it's uh, you know, I I think at some point, I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's uh, there's a bunch of maybe there's act maybe there's actors that grew up around acting and and uh, you know and all that stuff. I didn't really. I grew up. Uh, I had a blue collar family. You know, mom and dad split up when I was really young. So my dad was from uh, Texas. My mom was from South Carolina. So basically, through grade school, I'd bounce back and forth between you know the two of them. Two two years with my dad, two years with my mom, two years with my dad. So my grade school, you know, was split up. Kind of, you know, my grade school years were split up between South Carolina and. Uh, Dallas, Texas. So, you know, didn't really, I mean, I'd make friends here, make friends there, but I never really had any roots in any one uh, city at any certain time. So it, uh, you know, kind of, kind of scattered my, my friendships out a little bit. Now, um, you know, I go back in two or three more years and see friends that I haven't seen. They're like, God, man, where you been? You know, so uh, I had to catch up and, uh, you know, and uh, get, you know, get used to being in that city again. But uh, pretty much all of grade school was going back and forth between my parents. And, uh, and, uh, you know, that was my, that was my situation. I ended up graduating from, uh, from from Plano Senior High in, uh, in Texas. So that's just kind of after all the, you know, bouncing around, that's where I ended up. So um, kind of has had two, two, little, uh, <laughs> two little childhoods there. But uh, I didn't grow, I, didn't, I wasn't 
you know, brought up around acting or I was brought up around music, which is what I got into country music later in my career. But, uh, um, I wasn't brought around acting. I just kind of got discovered and, and, uh, didn't have anything else better to do and kind of stumbled into it. And that was the right place at the right time. And there were some pretty influential people in the room when I just happened to be there and they kind of tucked me under their wing and gave me an opportunity in LA. So, you know, my VR tubers and my very first uh, TV show. So everything from that on that point on was just kind of, Hey, I'm, I'm an actor now. <laughs> <laughs> kind of just really? a kind of just a domino effect, you know. Really. So, so before we get to the VR troopers, what was your first job? Like, it doesn't have to be actor or anything, but like your first working job as an first know, either first adolescent first, or young adult. First, yeah. first time I ever filled out tax information. So I was, yes. <laughs> that was yeah. Yeah, uh, I worked at a batting cage. I worked at a uh, it's called Sluggers Park, and it was in South Carolina. And uh, um, a good friend of mine. Uh, her parents own this, uh, you know, uh, you know, batting range, you know, where it's all netted. You just got a big like circus tent, but it's all net. And that's got the pitching machines, you know, that throw the balls at, uh, you know, in different speeds and different cages. And so I was kind of the, you know, the bat boy and I, you know, sign people in. And, and the most dangerous part about that was it's kind of a one person show. I wouldn't even say a one man show because I was, you know, I was in my teens. Um, and, uh, you had to go fill up the ball crates, you know, in the okay. middle of the batting range, which is oh, dangerous, you know, I mean, the, <laughs> there's about 12 people that are all hitting, you know, fast pitch, uh, fast pitch baseballs at back at you when you're behind the machines filling up the cages. So, um, yeah, I caught a couple of, uh, a couple of line drives in the ankles and, uh, and feet and, uh, you know, it was kind of a dodgeball scenario, but that was, um, <laughs> that was my first job. I was, uh, I was, dodge, I was dodging bullets right there at the very beginning. Mm. <laughs> You you were you were being prepared for texting my texting you know trying out my cat like reflexes. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! So how did you land VR Troopers? <clears throat> how what was that process like? Well, VR Troopers. Let's see. And you know the the great story that we're about to get back into because I'm gonna I'm just now surprisingly to me because I, I feel like I've missed out on years and years of this opportunity but um, I'm about to get into some more uh, comic cons and I'm going to the Houston con beginning of August I'm going to uh, power Morphicon in LA and Pasadena area um, and uh, yeah right and uh, end of uh, end of August so these are my first two events that I've ever you know I've ever even gone out as Ryan Steele or the Gold Ranger or any of the voices on any of the of the animated shows that I've done so it's it's exciting but I feel like I've missed out never I was like, dude, you're perfect timing. It's perfect timing. And uh, so anyway, I'm, um, I was 17. I just moved to L.A. Um, you know, everybody, I guess, I, I hope everybody has the same story. If I put my whole life in a box and I put it in my car and I drove to L.A. and I didn't have any money, I slept on people's floors. And that's the truth. That's what happened. I didn't have any money and uh, slept on my buddy's futon on his floor, you know. And, uh, and uh, But I was auditioning. I had the people that discovered me in Dallas were representing me in L.A. And, uh, you know, I was going out for stuff here and there, but I had zero experience, no resume. Um, bare, I mean, seriously, I wasn't even really, I didn't even have the chops. I was, I was terrible probably for the first, probably for the entire first two seasons of, of VR. Oh, <laughs> it was, but that was like, you know, acting school 101 on set, you know, it was like hit this mark you know, stare, stare this way. Don't look in the light. Don't shadow your, you know, your co, you know, your co-star, blah, blah, blah. Hit, say these lines, make this exit over here. You know? So, I mean, that was kind of like on the, on the job training for acting, because I mean, seriously, the first job I get, I was out there maybe I'd say less than a year. 
And then um, I got a breakdown on a new character on Power Rangers that was going to be the White Ranger. So I auditioned and went back and went back and I had a little bit of martial arts experience, not a ton, um, but, you know, enough to say, yeah, I, I know some martial arts. I can kick, I can punch, I can move and, you know, do choreography. Um, so um, went out for the show, went back for a callback, got called back for the final callback. Next thing you know, I get the job. They're like, hey, you're, you're going to be the new white Power Ranger. I was like, I have no idea what that means. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I just know that they're, you know, I know they're, they're huge. And at that point, I mean, being it was the first you know, the first wave of Power Rangers, that was the, you know, the, the initial, the, the alphas that came out, you know, and Jason David Frank and Amy Jo Johnson and, you know, David Yost and all these guys. And it just came out. And I was just like, I was like, these are the, the first wave. And I knew it was a huge show. And I was like, do I have to wear those spandex? Do I really have to wear it? Do I have to wear that <laughs> in order to do this job? Do I really have to do that? <laughs> but um, <clears throat> so I got the job super stoked didn't really know what I was getting into. Obviously, I just, you know, booked a TV show in my first year out there, which, I, you know, my other actor friends are like, you're, you know, that doesn't happen. So I was, I was mm -hmm. kind of confused, but very excited and a little bit scared, too. And, uh, and uh, as we were going through the process of like, you know, I had, to, I had to start showing up on set and we went over choreography and all this stuff. And I was slated to be the White Ranger because Jason David Frank, who was the Green Ranger at the time, had already done the pilot for what was to become VR Troopers. It was called Cybertron right. in the pilot stage. And he did the entire pilot, like the pilots on YouTube. You can look up Cybertron or something like that. And you'll see David, uh, Jason David Frank playing uh, character Adam Steele. And the pilot Cybertron, which they had sold, and that was going to be his spinoff show that he gets his own TV show off of Power Rangers. But at some point, and a lot of people told me it was because of his success and his popularity as the Green Ranger that we just basically switched roles in the last hour. Like Saban and Heim, Heim, Heim Saban and Shuki Levy were like, hey, we've got an opportunity. You know, if you, you were cast as the White Ranger, um, but, you know, we're thinking about keeping Jason over here as the new White Ranger. And we've got this brand new TV show that they had switched it from Cybertron to be called VR Troopers. He's like, you know, you can have the opportunity to have your own show, which would you rather be? And I was like, you know what? I'd rather have my own show. I'd rather do my own thing. Because, you know, Power Rangers already done there. They'd already, they were already in motion without me. And I kind of wanted to roll the dice and see what it'd be like to do, you know, to have my own, my own show and kind of, kind of go down the, the path that, you know, no one, no one knew yet. So I chose that he, he, all of a sudden the helmet comes off. He's the new white Ranger and Brad Hawkins becomes, you know, the lead of uh, VR troopers. That's exactly how it happened. So did you ever get to put on the white Ranger costume? Never. I never even got to put on the VR trooper costume. Oh, that's yeah, true. <laughs> I never even got to put on that thing. Oh, no. Yeah, no, right? They at least got to put on the costumes, you know? Yeah, uh, some, like, press photos or something. Yeah, I think by the time they got to our, you know, and there's there's several, and I have, I'll send you guys some uh, some photos. There's pictures of me right next to my stunt double. Good friend of mine, Mitch Gould, he did all my stunts um, whenever he's in the costume. Um, and I, I think we fought several times, you know, cause he was, he did some scenes where, you know, he was outside the costume, but he was a, another martial artist and we, we did a couple of fight scenes together. So, but, um, there's several pictures of me next to the costume, but I'm, I never get a chance to put it on cause he's always in it, you know? And every time he's fighting, I'm usually off doing another scene or I'm doing a fight scene out of the costume. So they figured it was more efficient for him to be shooting while I was shooting at the exact same time. Yeah. Cause you guys turned over a lot of episodes really quickly four episodes every 11 days 
Sheesh. And that's why I don't understand. It's like I look on IMDb and it talks about, you know, um, 40 something episodes. We did 92 episodes. We did 92 mm-hmm. episodes in two years. So I don't know whether that's just you know, hasn't been logged into IMDb or whatever. But I, I know we did we did two full seasons, which were 40 plus episodes per season. So, yeah, mm-hmm. we were cruising and it was hot. I mean, we were up in uh, Santa Clarita. And uh, that's no different than being in, you know, in my opinion, in Dallas, Texas, where it's 110 degrees in the summertime, you know, and we're out there fighting in the forest. And, you know, I'm looking at the, the skugs and the and, and <laughs> all the stunt doubles and they're about to die. <laughs> they take off their helmets. Everybody's just soaking wet and red faces. And I'm like, guys, much respect, <laughs> much respect. Mm-hmm. I mean, see, you didn't want to be in those spandex nope. and you got your wish. <laughs> I did. You know? Oh, goodness. So it was a blast, you know, just a blast. And I mean, you know, made great friendships. And that was, you know, immediately tossed into television and one into, you know, a show that was a a national hit. It ended up going worldwide, but not while we were, you know, filming. It was just, you know, all of a sudden we were the we were the lead in for uh, Power Rangers. That was a huge spot, you know, and uh, Mm -hmm. and then we got our own crowd from it. So um, that was that was cool. It was very cool. Absolutely. Okay, so you 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 get find you land your own show. Adam Steele no longer <clears throat> to the side. Now it's Ryan Steele. <clears throat> and so talk about uh your first days on set. Train wreck. Just <laughs> train wreck. Because <laughs> I didn't. Man, I'll be honest. I didn't. You know, I'm a brand new actor. There's so much pressure, and you're the lead of this new show that you know you don't know if it's gonna tank, if it's gonna do okay. Um, you don't know if they're just basically gonna all the producers are gonna go around the corner and go, "God, this guy's terrible." You know, what do we do? You know, I don't know. I just don't know. But it was, uh, you know, so it was a lot of pressure, and uh, you know, I, I and. Uh, Michael Bacon, you know, who played uh, J.B. Reese, uh, he didn't have any acting experience either. He was, but he was definitely a martial artist. So he was like, "Look, I know where my strengths are, and I know where my strengths aren't. So try not to give me any lines if possible. Keep it really simple. <laughs> Just tell me, tell me who to go fight. Then we can go fight, you know." <laughs> and Sarah was more the actress, you know, which obviously right. she ended up moving on to daytime soap operas, winning Emmys. So she is legit. I mean, she is the acting, you know, she's a legit actress. Um, so she felt really comfortable with her role and she was very committed. So I was kind of learning, you know, I was kind of a, an average or, or maybe even below average of both. You know, I was like, I was committed to acting, but didn't have the experience. I was committed to martial arts, had some experience, but wasn't necessarily, I wasn't, you know, Michael Bacon or Jason David Frank for that matter. You know, so I was kind of, I was the one that was like, okay, I've got to really work harder to be, you know, to pull this off. So, you know, first day on set, and I mean, I think my first line ever, it's so terrible, um, was when they say, you know, you know, it's your father. And I go, my father, my father's been dead for 10 years. And I said it, and it was terrible. It was just so deadpan and one note. And I mean, I sounded like a robot. So I still have family members that when they see me like to date. And I'd bring up VR Troopers. I'm like, oh, yeah, hey, I'm going to do this thing with VR Troopers. And they go, my father, my father's been dead for 10 years. <laughs> All of you. If you weren't related to me, I, I just... I, I wouldn't I wouldn't have to see you nearly as much. I hate you all. <laughs> My father's been dead for ten years. <laughs> oh no. Oh, my family has no problem throwing me under the bus. Never has. <laughs> Oh my goodness, look, let me tell you something. Like, I remember, you know, we all watched Power Rangers and then we heard about VR Troopers coming on. 
And I remember watching the show, first watching the show, and I'm just like, oh, they're older. Oh, they have real jobs. Like, it was like a big deal because, you know, like older, like one's like in the news, you know, the news. And like, it was just a big deal for me. Uh So, yes, while you were learning. Uh The craft, yeah. I I could appreciate. That. I'm like, yeah, they're older than the Power Rangers, so they're <laughs> they're, 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 they're working class cooler. superheroes. They have, to, they have to they have to clock out before they go save the world. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so. I, and it's funny because I never I never you know looked at it that way. I was just like, man, I, I was so. I guess I was so, you know, trying to figure it out. I'm trying to figure out how to break down a script and how to do this. And at the same time, we got to fight, you know, a six-hour fight scene tomorrow. But then I've got this intense scene after that. It's all, you know, drama. And we got three days in the lab that we're shooting just in the lab for three days. So, I mean, stuff like that. So, you know, I was – my head was kind of spinning just trying to figure it all out because everybody around me seemed like they knew what the hell they were doing. And I was the one trying to catch up. But, um, you know, I mean, after a while, it's, you know, you, and when you do it day in, day out, that's, that's who, you know, you become that you start to get into a rhythm where you're like, okay, this is me. This is, you know, and and the more I made Ryan me, the the easier it was to, you know, instead of stretching too far, why be something you're not, you know, make it more you. And, uh, so, um, so that worked out, you know, I just, I just tried to make him more me. And that was, I try to keep it close to home. Mm -hmm. I remember, um, during the first season of Power Rangers, when you could send away for a fan club, gift little little pack full of stickers and what have you mm-hmm. and there was a video um and at the end of the video was the preview for the new show vr troopers oh very cool yeah and it was a little different because um the dog had a different voice yep um the professor instead of being who being an actual person uh-huh. it was like some like cgi albert einstein looking yeah. guy Kind of like Alpha, or what was his name? Um, the on the Power Rangers, uh, what was his name? The one they always asked for, you know, for all the answers and everything. Zordon, Zordon. Yeah, he was just yeah. like he was like computer-generated face. Yeah, and then it ended up being uh, Julian Combs, who uh, was uh, the actor that played that to play the professor's role. Yeah, that was. Oh man, I remember it because at the time I was like, oh my gosh, I love Power Rangers, and now here's like, an more adult Power Rangers also. <laughs> it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And just, I mean, at the rate we were going, it was, <clears throat> what was cool is, I mean, you know, Power Rangers filmed right next door to us. Eventually, it was to where all four TV shows, there was Power Rangers, VR Troopers, uh, Sweet Valley High, and Beetleborgs, we were all Sweet feeling Valley. that. okay, yeah. yes, okay. Yeah. okay. I got a story yeah. for that, too. I do have, I do have a current, a, a modern-day Sweet Valley High story for you. Oh. But, yeah, because, I mean, you know, that was, those girls were beautiful, and they were twin blondes, and I was, I ended up on their set more than mine, which is a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Brad? Anybody got a 20 on Brad? Yeah, he's on uh, Sweet Valley High. Dang, someone go get him. Go get him, you know? So, uh, but anyway, I ran into uh, one of those girls, uh, Brittany. Um, I ran into her at, just coming out of a restaurant in L.A. with months ago, just a couple of months ago, but randomly. And, uh, and, uh, we were just chatting it up. We just, I mean, I held a door for her. That was it. I mean, I didn't recognize her. I just, you know, I just held the door and she started chatting. Um, she's like, I, where I, you know, I, well, I just moved to studio city. I was like, really, where are you from? She's like Santa Clarita. I'm like, no one's from Santa Clarita. It's like, what were you doing up there? And cause I used to live up there too. when we were filming the show and she's like, well, I used to do a TV show up there. And I go, Brittany. And she looked at me and she goes, Brad? And I was like, oh, wow. Because <laughs> we haven't seen each other in 15 years? 15? Right. Maybe more? Yeah, at least. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, wow, that random. Out of all the people you can run into in one day in one city after that long, I just thought that was pretty ironic. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she's doing, I, I I believe I have the right twinge, because she's currently on the show The Game, I believe. Is it? I believe so, yes. I believe it's the right twin. Brittany, yes. And she's yes. dating one of the Wayans brothers, right? Yes. Okay, that's right. Okay, that's the same one, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, and she's acting, and look, let me tell y'all, we'll, we'll get to all of your... <laughs> <laughs> plethora of shows <laughs> but um but yeah so so back to vr troopers a little bit um so what was working with you mentioned uh, michael bacon being you know a martial artist like wh- how was he how was his temperament what was he like on set very very chill you know he was uh yeah he he was very zen i keep using that word to describe him but i um, mean you know he's the guy that after lunch you'd find him under a tree meditating you know really for real. I mean, that's what he would do in his, 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 his personal life or reading a book or, you know, um, practicing, you know, Kung Fu. And I mean, he's really, it sounds, it sounds, you know, funny, but it's like, that's who, that's who he is. He's just very Zen. He's very true to his craft. And, uh, you know, he had studied a lot longer than I had, and he had been a teacher and, uh, you know, he had both staff experience, which is just ironic because that was his character he used that laser lance, which was, you know, it just tied into everything that he already was. So, um, I think he stuck to his, you know, his core too, like just make, keep my character as close to me as possible. And, uh, that's who he was, you know? Um, he wasn't the techno guy, so those words would kind of mess him up every now and then. So <laughs> he's just like, why do they have to write this stuff so in what why? No one even knows that what that word is. Why do I have to know what it is? <laughs> you know? But uh it was just funny because he was definitely not a, a tech guy, but uh his character was. So he uh, he made his way through that. And Sarah Brown. Sarah, yeah, Sarah's I mean, you know, like I said, she uh um, and it's funny, most people assume, I guess, if you're on a TV show together, they're like, so did you, did you guys, <laughs> mm-hmm. you guys, you guys have anything going on? And I was like, no, cause her boyfriend was my stunt double. And one, one of my, one of my very good friends and two, he would have killed me. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was like, look, I know what he's capable of. He's a Muay Thai fighter, you know, very, uh, very talented, uh, uh, martial artist, gymnast, stunt man, you know, great guy. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, that, that never even, uh, that never, <laughs> that never, that never happened. <laughs> Let's just say that never happened. <laughs> I was too busy on the Sweet Valley and Sweet Valley High Set. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Other priorities. Other priorities. Yeah. It's like when they introduced the Vixens for the for the second season, I was like, Wow. <laughs> I was like, this is gonna be a good day at set. Who are you? Mm-hmm. Who are they? I don't have to go to the other set. <laughs> <laughs> So it was Power Rangers, Sweet Valley High, your show, and which other show was Beetleborgs? Beetleborgs, yes. <clears throat> yep, all four on, and the the set just kept getting, or the studios just kept getting bigger and bigger. So um, more shows in production, and they just kept, you know, just kept going. So were you? Did you go over to the Beetleborg set? Were there any cute girls over there too? No, little too, little too young. Yep, I didn't go. That's why I didn't go. Walked in, was like, turn around. Oh goodness! Any moments from uh, from the show that you can recall where you know maybe a little embarrassing or uh, exceptionally memorable? Uh, embarrassing, yeah. There was one episode where I I traded uh, personalities or you know bodies with uh, with Jeb, and uh, and uh, and it was yeah it was like it was a transference like he was he was in my body and I was in his. So everything that he would normally do, I had to do. So there was one point where I'm face down in a, in a dog food bowl and uh, not, not 
not my best moment, not my best <laughs> moment in my acting career. But <laughs> and I just remember hovering over that bowl because I can't remember what they put in there. I'm pretty sure it was human food, but it looked like Alpo, you know. It just looked like this Ugh. processed, you know, beef or whatever. And I remember just hovering over that bowl on all fours and the camera in my face. And I'm like, I hate you all. I hate <laughs> you. And they're just like, you're the actor. You're the actor. And I'm just like, man, I know you guys are going to. And they made that. They let it go on forever. They just let that take go on forever. So Take 27. Yeah, exactly. No, just let the whole thing go. Just like would never yell cut. It just, oh, it just wow. kept going. I'm like, really? I got dog food up my nose. Or whatever it was. I'm like, I think we got the shot, guys. Oh, goodness yep. gracious. Yeah. So what what happened with VR Trooper they, when it ended? Where did they say like, oh, uh, we're, we're good? Or was it always supposed to be two seasons? No. I know. I, I mean, I don't think Saban really knew what they... Uh what their intention was, you know, I think everything, you know, when, in in television, especially in the politics of, uh, of film and, and, and television, you know, you, you base it on popularity. And, uh, I don't know why at the end of, you know, at the end of season one, they were like, Hey, we got picked up for season two. I was like, awesome. And then we filmed season two and then it's like, okay, and we're done. And I was like, okay, uh, there's no storyline, you know, closure. There's no ending. There's no, did he find his dad? There's no, what did we know? What, what happened? You know, what would, there was, there was nothing. And I don't know what, whether that was based on, you know, it, it could easily been based on footage for all I know. I mean, I could have ran out of footage. I don't know. But, uh, with, with Saban and those guys, you, you never know, you know, it was, uh, I'd say as an actor, you know, working for them, you know, it was, it was good when you're working for them, but you don't, you're always concerned about, you know, what's next. Because, you know, it could it could it could go in a different direction and it's not really in your control, you know. So every day I was just we were just all grateful to be working and we knew it was going to come to an end at some point. And, and for whatever reason, they decided that was uh, that was it. Yeah, the footage thing is pretty much what we've always heard, because it was composed of footage from two different shows in Japan. Mm -hmm. And then in the second season, your footage got switched with a third show. Yeah, exactly. I was, I, I'm, yeah, you're exactly right. It was Metaldar, um, was my original suit with the red and blue and there's a spiel van throughout the entire, you know, episode or through the entire season. And then, uh, and then I switched over to the, uh, the space sheriff, you know, outfit, um, which I was thought was really cool. He had a lot cooler weapons, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah, yeah I gotta, that was like, that footage was like 10 years older than the show you were making at that point. I did, mean, they, yeah. were, they were really digging deep back into old stuff. <laughs> yeah. You're like, what else is left? What else? Look, what else? What else have well, blue in it? Well, and then they were using more Metal Hero stuff for Beetleborg, so they mm -hmm. were yeah. running out of stuff. Exactly. So yeah, I mean, who knows? They may exhaust exhausted that. I mean, you would think at that point, based on the popularity, you just create your own stuff. But I know, you know, blowing stuff up and and things like that, and big fight scenes and all that stuff is expensive. And I know that they they ran a pretty streamlined show. You know, they didn't they didn't go big budget. This was let's let's crank them out quick mm -hmm. you know so um so all for as for the actors you know just like we all looked at each other and we're like hey man just you know we're we're, we're happy we're here today we don't know what's going to happen so that was kind of you know after that was done that was uh kind of like what am i going to do next you know i was so used to going to set every day for two years right did really... you regret not staying the white ranger um there's always a curiosity of what if you know there's always that curiosity because obviously and i, I talk to jason regularly now because we're gonna do some cons together but um you know and obviously he turned that into he turned the green ranger into the white ranger into the you know and all these different you know um 
the the evolution of his character throughout the entire series. And he's the one that stayed with Saban the longest. Um, you wonder, you know, you just wonder, could that have been a different, a different uh, career, a different life? <clears throat> I think for me, if I'd have stayed, if say if I'd have Jason's life or his career, um, he's maxed out and continually maxing out that opportunity uh, by all this. I mean, he's one of the most popular people at all the comic cons right now, wizard world, all the, you know, he's, he's pretty much signing every single weekend. You know, so he's turned that into his career, you know, his own TV show, all that stuff, merchandise. He's turned it into a career for me. You know, I'm uh, in an MMA career as well. So he was able to spin it off in all kinds of things for him. For me, I think it was perfect for me because it gave me the opportunity to go do other acting you know, jobs. And then I started to get really kind of sucked into acting. I started wanting to do more jobs and deeper characters and more character work and go to, go to class and school and learn more. And, and, uh, you know, that was, I got a chance to go back into music and play some music for a couple of years. So I went, I went my own path and I think that was the path I was supposed to go anyway. I don't know if I was supposed to be a lifer power ranger anyway. He said all life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but, but then, so, you know, VR Troopers ended. But and then you know around Zio, it just we just kept hearing this voice, <laughs> you know, and I was like, this voice sounds yeah. familiar, <clears throat> right? Like, hmm, I wonder mm-hmm. where I. Oh, it's Ryan Steele. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my god, he's gonna be on this, and I was like, oh my god, am I? Because I didn't know. And <laughs> so how did it? I mean, how did you get back to? you know, come back to the Saban family. Yeah, they, well, they, I mean, they asked me and I, you know, um, would I want to, you know, do a voice on Power Rangers? Like, well, heck yeah. I mean, I mean, that's, that's where it started for me. You know, that's where this whole thing started for me, whether I was on it or not. I'd love to, you know, at least jump in and see what it was about. I saw the Ranger. And I was like, oh, he's cool. That's cool. You know? And, uh, so did, did, uh, you know, did that voice for a little bit. And, uh, and then they, you know, they just ended up, you know, wanting to cast someone else. They're like, okay, do we have Ryan Steele come over here? We do this. You know, we have another actor or actors. I think it was like a, you know, twin, like the triplets. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I just, I, I got to the point where I was like, okay, I remember us doing it, but then at some point they just stopped and then it became someone else, you know? So yeah, like you said, you never knew what was around the corner. You just kind of went, okay, if you either you wanted to do it or not, but if you wanted to do it, there's no guarantee that it's going to, it's going to go on for, you know, any certain amount of time. So, but I mean, I went on down the road, you know, I got in the union after that and I started doing other shows and other TV, you know, roles. And it just kind of started to kind of, carved my own path, you know, started doing more stuff that I, that I, that I was interested in. So they never said, Hey, you want to be the gold ranger? Like for real, real, not for play, play is, you know, they never said, they never said anything beyond no. that. It was just the voice. No, I don't, I mean, I don't, I, I never got offered anything now with the, you know, with the big movie coming up I'd love for him to talk, you know, throw a little, throw a little offer out there. I wouldn't mind being in a new movie. <laughs> right. I think that'd be, I mean, that's just good marketing. That's just good marketing. You know, it's like everybody who's going to see power Rangers is like, Oh my God, Ryan steals in power ranger movie. <laughs> kidding me? That's what we've been waiting on. Mm. I'll, I'm going to tell everybody guys, I waited 20 years to do this. <laughs> I've been doing nothing for 20 years to begin the power ranger movie. <laughs> Oh, oh, let's make that happen. Yeah, let's so make that happen. who knows? Maybe the maybe they'll maybe they'll give me a call for that one. You know, that would be yeah. nice. 
I honestly don't think they even knew what they wanted to do with the Gold Ranger because first it was you and then the triplets and then they made it seem like it was going to be David Yost and then all of a sudden Austin St. John comes out of nowhere. Yeah. No, but then they threw in like um, it was Tommy's brother yeah. that kind of like hinted at that and it was they <clears throat> all different directions. Yeah, they should his, so. his, his, uh, his suit should have had a question mark on the front of it. Like, <laughs> well, like the Riddler. You know, it was the like, same with no. the White Ranger too. They they hinted at like two or three different characters. Yeah. Before they went with JDF, and it's like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think they knew either. I think it's kind of just you know they it, it kind of works out. That's why you can't get too locked into the storyline because if you do, you'll be confused. It's like watching Lost. You know, <laughs> you'll just be like, wait, 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 the island disappeared. Wait, what happened? <laughs> I thought this was someone else. Nope, not today. <laughs> so, yeah, I never got too uh, too too uh, too locked in on it because I knew it could change. Okay, so you you did the voice, and they said, you know what, we're going with Austin St. John, and then and then what next happened for you? Ah, uh, gosh, I mean, by then I uh, did a, a spot on um, on uh, Step by Step. That was my first. It was a TV show, you know, kind of a family TV show. Yeah. Uh, more of a sitcom, you know, more of a sitcom. But uh, Patrick Duffy, who was uh, one of the leads in that, he uh, he Suzanne Summers. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. So I I played. I was a bully on that. I don't know why I ended up being a bully. I think I'm. I, I have weird roles. I, I never think about it, but the more I look back, my family's. Like... Hello. Hello. You know, are you there? Hello. Are, oh, are you there? Can. Does that sound okay? Yes. Okay. Good. But yeah, anyway, so uh, uh, let's see, I did Step by Step, um, and uh, then right after Step by Step, I had, it's funny how it all happened, because it's, it's ironic, and looking back, but um, I did a poster deal after I, uh, after I finished up with VR Troopers, and uh, you know, this company, American Graphics, or whoever they were called, but uh, it was a poster company, you know, because like back in the day when you had Spencer's Gifts and all these places where you could go buy a poster, of, you know, someone on TV or, you know, um, I got approached, I did a photo shoot and everything, and there was going to be a Brad Hawkins poster. And then I guess that got me in some trouble with Saban. Cause I guess I wasn't supposed to be per our contract. I wasn't supposed to be doing stuff on my own, which I didn't, I didn't see the problem with it. It was me, not Ryan Steele or anything. It was Brad Hawkins. So, um, so anyway, they kind of got in a little, I guess I got in a little trouble there. Um, and I had to, uh, bring a, a guy in to kind of help me get out of this trouble. And he was a, he was a manager in uh, television and music as well. So, you know, he worked it out. We ended up squashing the deal. It wasn't a big deal. I wasn't going to do the poster. And then uh, this guy kind of approached me like, what do you want to do next? I was like, well, I, you know, I've always wanted to sing because that's my, you know, my family. I've always sang in my dad's bands back in Texas. And I, you know, I love country music and that's what I'd, I'd like to do is take a shot at that. So, um, we recorded a demo. He introduced me to a couple of his buddies in Nashville. Uh, we shopped it around for a little while and I ended up getting a record deal in uh, Nashville. So for the next three years, it was basically, you know, cutting the rest of the album, did the video and got ready to go on the road. And, uh, you know, it took about four years off to go into music. See, this is what I love about the Saban family, right? Because you people just start out, you did this is their first gig, whatever, and then you find out that there are so many depths of talents, you know, like look at you being a country star and everything. Cause I've heard, I've heard, you know, I've heard you a little bit. I did, you know, you know, well, I, I, I know how you do. So, so 
But like so many, like so many of you guys are like, you know, have gone into music, you know, um, you know, like first is like the acting. Okay, fine. And then a lot of them are martial artists, but then music is like a big chunk. I'm telling you what all y'all should just gather together and make your, a big band. The Power Ranger family band. <laughs> yeah. You think you've seen it all. Now they're on tour. <laughs> <laughs> telling you selling out shows yeah. <laughs> that's funny so yeah like like it's um the, it's I mean, the american read... morphin idol i love it that's great <laughs> <laughs> i love that let's let's make that a show yeah. but yeah like i mean i read that you worked with or, or open for like some really big names yeah, yeah. i play i mean i you know uh, I kind of went from zero to a hundred pretty fast. I mean, these guys were um, really fast tracking everything, which I loved. Cause I mean, I don't like, I wouldn't wanted to drag out. I was really excited about it and to have my own band and be on the road and, you know, at radio and, and the video was, I mean, immediately with the fan support, because back then we didn't have, we didn't have MySpace, Facebook, Twitter, nothing. We had no social media at all. It was just, you know, have the fans call CMT or email them and vote for the video. And the video went number one. So that was pretty cool considering, you know, I was I was out there competing, you know, in a sense of, say, the video or who's going to be in the top 10 video with Tim McGraw and, you know, Garth Brooks and, you know, Tr uh, Trisha Yearwood and all these people that were out there at the time that I was. And uh, we're playing shows. I opened up for Toby Keith, Dixie Chicks, uh, Tracy Lawrence, uh, Tim McGraw, uh, you know, big guys, you know, some of the bigger, bigger names in uh, in, uh, in country music, Faith Hill. Um, so. I was opening for these guys. The video is number one. I'm touring the nation. And all of a sudden, I mean, we're getting this groundswell. And um, and then the sad part was I would go from a city where the, the radio station is supporting me. They've heard my single. The video is number one. I'd go and it'd be a packed house. And I go to the next city and the, the record label, just Curb Records is just not the most supportive record label out there. And uh, they, you know, I go to another radio station. They wouldn't even have the single. They don't have CMT, so nobody's seeing the video. And I'd play for 30, mm. you know, and then nobody even knew who I was. So um, it was just, you know, it was hit and miss because the record label just didn't push it. They didn't get behind me. They just kind of threw it out there and they were going to see what, you know, what stuck. And uh, in the cities that we had CMT and the radio knew who I was, it was, you know, it was very solid response. And uh, um, there's times I remember playing Country Thunder up in Wisconsin and uh, played for, you know, close to 20,000 people. But then you go the next week, you could go play for 20, you know, at a bar. But wow. the radio station has never even heard of me because the record label never even, you know, called them. So that was frustrating because I didn't have the support, you know, that I needed. And this is my career I was talking about. But they just they're 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 just not a very supportive record label. So. And, you know, for the most part, I was happy no matter what, because I was out there playing country music for a living. You know, I was living on a tour bus with my buddies, touring the nation, playing music. So I couldn't complain about that. You know, would I have loved to seen it go, you know, next level, you know, and have an opportunity to be a, you know, a star, you know, like country star, like someone that I, you know, look up to. Um, yeah, I would have loved to have that chance. I just didn't get it. And, uh, but I mean, I got to tour for three years and play music and, uh, you know, did about 200 dates a year and it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. So, and after I got done with that, I went back to the label. I said, Hey, are we going to do another album? They're like, no. And I'm like, if we're not going to, I just rather you guys let me go. And I'm gonna go back to acting where I know I'm kind of, I'm more in control of my destiny. You know, I know that I can, I'm more in control of that. I have a more of a steering wheel on that than, than this. So, and, uh, so they let me out I went back to LA and I got, uh, 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 movie show um, uh, movie of the week called shake rattle and roll with cbs within 
first couple of months that I was back. So I was, you know, right where I needed to be at the right time. Every time you go back, you just happen to get a job. <laughs> it's just like, it's just like first year in LA. Got a job. Well, and I come, I, I come back first time. I think that was luck. I mean, I, you know, just right place, right time um, with, uh, with uh, Saban and Power Rangers and VR Troopers. Um, but once I, you know, once I got into it, you know, my, my resume started to get bigger and more respectable mm-hmm. and I started doing more shows, which now it's like, if you look at my resume, I mean, I've done 35 different TV shows. And so when people look on there and they see Fox, CBS, NBC, you know, um, all these networks and all these shows that I've worked with, they're like, oh, okay, you've been doing this for a while. I'm like, yeah, I've been, I've been in this for, you know, good, good 23 years now. So, um, so it's starting to be, get to the point where they're like, okay, you're a serious actor. You've done work. We see shows that we recognize, networks that we recognize, and uh, okay, okay, cool. You know, you can go on IMDb and they look at my resume. I'm like, okay, you've done stuff. I'm like, yeah, I can at least say that I can hang my hat on the fact that I've done, you know, I've done a lot of projects. Which that, right. you know, and, and in Hollywood's eyes, they just want to know that you're you're not a joke. They want to at least look at it and go, okay, you put in the time, you know. So it's like, yeah, does it take 20 years to be an overnight success? Sometimes it does. <laughs> You know, so out of all the projects that you've done, okay, besides VR Troopers, that's the first one that's mm-hmm. count. So, out of all the projects that you've done, what was your favorite? Well, <clears throat> you know, now that you say outside of you know VR Troopers, because I mean, you never forget your first, so special. Right. <laughs> um, but you know, I think I've got two. Um, yeah, I've got three. Um, Shake, Rattle, and Roll was very special because um, it was with CBS. It was, uh, it was probably a $10 million project. So, I mean, they put a big chunk of change behind this. But I got to work with Randy Jackson uh, from American Idol. American Idol didn't even exist yet. But he was the music mm-hmm. producer on this uh, this made-for-TV movie, which is kind of like it okay. followed the life of a guy like Elvis, you know, 50s, 60s. Um, you know, starts out as nobody, puts together a band with his friends, and they become sensation, and he evolves into, like, this Elvis figure in the 50s and 60s, and it follows his life. So cool thing was I got to sing music, which I I was right back in the thing that I love to do, and I'm acting at the same time. So it was, you know, it's like these these movies that you see that have a soundtrack with it where the where the actors get to sing as well you know like mm-hmm. Johnny Cash you know a man in black you know for uh Joaquin Phoenix you know and you just see these people get to they're they're the singers and the actors so it was the best of both worlds um I was out there with uh, Terrence Trent Darby BB King Casey and Jojo you know Blink 182 I mean all these guys were in the movie as singers and actors so that was too cool just to be, you know, every day on set, there was another singer, actor, artist, you know, somebody was on set, you know. So um, James Coburn, Dana Delaney, um, just, you know, these actors that I've always I've grown up watching and now we're on screen together. I'm either singing with these guys or I'm, I'm acting in a scene with a big actor, you know. So that for me was, you know, I was just like, uh, how did I get so lucky? You know, that was that mm-hmm. was a blast for me. Um so, you know, and then for personal reasons, uh, Fastlane, I did Fastlane, a TV show on Fox, um, and that had Tiffany Amber Thiessen in it, and that just, boy, oh boy, it all started, <laughs> it all started with Kelly, Kelly Kapowski and uh, Saved by the Bell, right. you know, and, uh, and, uh, and uh, she actually gave me a little vibe. She gave me a little vibe on set, and I froze up. I didn't know what to say. I totally froze really? up. Yeah, I froze up. What? I did. I did. Ryan still hit the brick wall. I just, uh, she, she's oh. just like, you know, she started, she's talking on her cell phone 
and I'm in the makeup chair, and she was off that work that off work that day, and she came and sat kind of a couple of chairs down for me. And she's getting her hair done, and I'm getting my makeup done. And she's like, yeah, and I'm working with a cute boy today. And she looked at me, and I was like, <sighs> and I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. I don't know what to do. It's like, and his line was, my father. My father was 10 years. <laughs> telling you. So, yeah, that's my regret. I never, uh, you know, I froze up. And, uh, you know, and it's funny because, like, several years later after I, I shot the show, um, I had my alarm on my, you know, my, my wake up alarm on my, by my bed, had that set to radio and it clicked on the next morning and it was like, I woke, you know, um, good morning, LA, blah, blah, blah. And in earlier news over the weekend, uh, you know, Tiffany Amber Thiessen gets married this weekend. I was like, thank God. I got it. God, thank you. <laughs> I got that. I got the message. You know, I messed up. I missed my opportunity. Got it. And now she's yeah, pregnant. And now we're like, God. So, yeah, missed opportunity there. So, yeah, for two different reasons, uh, those are my two favorite shows. Oh, I love it. I love that. Oh, my goodness. So, but, you know, there was another show, and actually, which I would, I kind of got hooked on a little bit before we got on here. Uh, you have this, you know, a web series called Continuum. Yeah. yeah. And so, how did how did you come across that? I mean, because like you know, you're, you're doing television, you're doing film, and everything. And so, what what made you uh, be drawn to yeah, this web I've series? I've never been in a web series before. I was really more curious about it than anything else. I started off on a show with the same producer, director, writer uh, Blake Calhoun. Um, he did a series called Pink. And it was on uh, it was on uh, it was a web series that he did and got awards for it and all kinds of stuff. So that was cool. And uh, I did a couple episodes on, as a character on that. And then he was like, "Look, I'm I'm developing this sci-fi um, series where I'd love to you know have you for the lead if you want to read for it." And I was like, "Sure." So you know, because I was I was always into sci-fi movies like Aliens and you know things like that, Battlestar Galactica, Star Trek, you know things that very space oriented. So I was like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, so he told me the storyline. I thought it was really cool. I read for it. And he was like, dude, you got, you know, you're the guy if you want it. And I was like, yeah, I do. And he goes, here's the thing. We're going to shoot the whole thing in 10 days. And I was like, huh? And he goes, yeah, we're shooting, you know, all all of the episodes, which I think was closer to closer around 16 or 18 episodes in 10 days. So, um, you know, that was it really tested, you know, as far as. uh our abilities because it was me and another and a girl um who uh, um melanie murkowski and she was the co-star and it was just us it was there was only two people in the entire show and so we be handed our you know our sides for the day it could be 15 pages 15 16 18 pages of dialogue and they're like we're shooting all this today so you know it was like oh. guerrilla style i mean we would i'd come in early and she was very talented so you know, we would run the scene and run the scene and run the scene. And then we got it and we'd stand it up. And as soon as we're done, they're, they're lighting for the next scene. And we just go back to our script, run the scene, run the scene, stand it up. So, I mean, it was, it was blow and go the whole time we were shooting. So I think more, the more impressive part was how fast we shot it, you know, and the quality of, at which it came out. Cause I, I've watched the series and I'm like, hey, it turned out pretty good. You know, it turned out pretty good for something you shot in 10 days. 10 because even for me i was watching i'm just like all right you know I'll, you know i'll sample it you know before we get to do the interview and then i'm keep watching it uh -huh. keep watching <laughs> and it's like season two and i'm just like 
I got to listen to me. <laughs> well, you get little four-minute doses, you know. It's just enough, you know, with a little cliffhanger on the end there. And uh, and then all of a sudden you're like, ooh, ooh, next week. Okay, next week. So, um, you know, uh, I, I don't know. I was, I was fairly impressed with it. So I heard that it did really well as far as, like, they, they put it up for some, uh, you know, awards for, you know, web-based series and stuff like that. And I heard it did it did well. So um, that's cool. You know, he was talking about continuing, continuing a continuum. But um, I haven't heard. I haven't. I haven't talked to him in a in a few. So I don't know what his plan is going forward. But he's a talented, uh, you know, writer, producer, director. So I imagine he'll he'll always be doing something. So what are you currently doing now? What are what are you right working now? On? Well, the the thing that's kind of ramping up over the next couple of months um, uh, that I'm excited about is the comic cons. That caught me by complete surprise. I didn't know this world, this life existed. And when I say this world, you know, when you go, I went to Comic-Con in Dallas and that was the eye opener for me. Uh, my buddy was like, hey, you wanna go check it out? I was like, sure, you know, let's go see what it's all about, right? And went there and there's 8,000 people at the Dallas Convention Center. Mm -hmm. And I was like, are you kidding me? You know, and I'd, mm -hmm. I, I saw all these voice actors. I mean, I do a lot of uh, anime voiceovers here with a company called Funimation. And, uh, and uh, all these actors are lined up doing panels and signing autographs and meeting fans. And I was like, I know all those fools. I was like, I was like <laughs> together, you know, and they're, you know, we're, I'm shaking their hands and I'm on this side of the table. And they're like, Brad, are you here? To, are you, are you, are you a part of Comic-Con? I'm like, no, but I'm starting to wonder why I'm not, you know, cause I just didn't know that that, that world, I, I knew about Comic-Con. I just never been to one and I didn't know the, the fanfare. I didn't know the phenomenon, you know, that was, that was associated with it. And then I'm walking around, you know, and, uh, you know, I see uh, Doc Brown from, uh, from uh, you know, Back to the Future, and they've got the car, the DeLorean, and then I see Alice Cooper, and I'm like, why is he here, you know? <laughs> so uh, I keep walking around, and then I see Steve Cardenas from Power Rangers, Red Power Ranger, and I'm like, right. Steve, what's up? He's like, Brad, what the heck's been going on? So we connect, and he's like, man, I want my picture with you, you know? So we take a picture together, and he puts it on his site, and then all these people start asking what's up, you know? Oh, my God, is he coming back? What's going on? I was like are you kidding me? He goes, Brad, we got to do some of these together. I'd love to have you, you know, come out and do some of these comic cons or signing these events. And I was like, man, I go, brother, I'm down for anything. And, uh, I go, it's ironic. It's the 20 year anniversary of the R troopers. And he's like, with that and everything. And he's like, man, you got to come and do a couple of these with us. And, uh, and I was like, I'm down, you know, so uh, between Steve Cardenas and Jason David Frank, they're kind of walking me through this and showing me how they how they've done it because they've perfected it. Those guys are I mean, they're like I said, they're full time at this pretty much out every single weekend at a different con in a different city. And, uh, you know, I mean, Jason JDF's up to almost half a million likes on his fan page. That's outright. That's unreal. That is unreal. But he's turned it into, he's figured out how to maximize um, and get the most exposure and be one of the most popular guys every time he shows up in any city. You know, he's one of the most popular guys. So um, so it's exciting. I just don't know anything about it. So these guys are kind of walking me through. And then I got Houston Con, you know, beginning of August and uh, 8th, 9th, and 10th. And I got uh, Power Morphicon. And those guys have been fantastic. I'm working with all those, you know, the people that are putting on the show. And they've, they've been so, you know, good to me and generous and walking me through the whole thing. And that's uh, August 22nd, 23rd, 24th. So... Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to see what it's all about. I've heard it's going to be, it's going to blow me away. So I'm ready to get blown away. So that's, uh, that's exciting on that side, you know, on the, on the Power Ranger VR Trooper side, that's fun. But, um, I do have a movie coming out with uh, Ethan Hawke and Patricia Arquette, uh, July 11th called Boyhood. And, uh, really excited about that one because it's, um, 
a special project. We shot that over a 12-year period. We started wow. filming in 2000, and, uh, you know, and anything can happen. You know, someone could get in an accident. Someone could, you know, I mean, there's all kinds of things that can happen, you know, over 12 years of filming. And um, what started out as an independent project turned into this huge uh, now it's critically acclaimed. I mean, LA Weekly, Variety, Hollywood Reporter, LA Times, they're all just saying this is the must-see movie of 2014. And I'm like, we're all looking at each other going, we just shot an independent film, you know? <laughs> but it mm-hmm. covers this kid's life from his mom and dad, Patricia and Ethan, have you know have a kid, and they get a divorce at six, and when he's six years old, and it follows him for the next 12 years of his life. So it shows him, everybody in the movie ages chronologically in real time. And it shows him go through, you know, go through, you know, changing from school to school, you know, dealing with not having his dad around full time drugs, um, influence, uh, fights, girls, puberty, you know, all that stuff. What does he want to do with his life? So it's really cool. It kind of documents his life as a kid in real time. So once they edit it together, they're just like, I mean, it's been blowing up the film circuit, the film festival circuits. And now it's uh, it's really anticipated. So I'm excited to see it in July. So it'll be in theaters yep. July or it's Select yeah. City? I mean, okay. maybe Select City, but I just heard uh, theatrical release July 11th. Yeah. All right. All right. Everyone just go support yeah. Brad so see, it's, I, or else I'm and, coming they, for you. Yeah. And I'm serious. That could be dangerous. I, I would go see it. I would go see it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You aren't kidding. I just looked the movie up on Rotten Tomatoes and 100%. Was 20, yeah, 100% with 22 <laughs> reviews. Right? Who gets 100%? That's, that's insane. Wow. Besides Toy Story, because you know, I mean, obviously, we don't, we don't, we don't expect a huge box office hit. We don't, because it's not, it's not going to be your summer hit. It's not going to be your Tom Cruise Mission Impossible summertime, your Will Smith summertime, you know, CGI over the top, two hundred million dollar budget. It's just a simple movie. You know, that uh, that tells a great story and it's just like Americana. It's like, you know, coming of age movie. That's what it is, you know, so it'll appeal to a different demographic. I don't think it'll blow up the box office, you know, by any means. I think the 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 apes movie, you know, the uh, Planet of the Apes, that that uh, sequel, I think that's coming out the same weekend. So I definitely don't think we're going to be, uh, you know, oh. causing any damage. But what was that movie though? Um, that it just came out the the Fault in Our Stars or something like that. Yeah, that's, that's, oh, man, that's, that's the name. The name. Yeah. yeah. So like, yeah, that made like thirty something million, you know, in the first weekend. Like it, you know, and it was just one of them small yeah. movies and, that you know, one of them niche I movies about hey, cancer. I could be, and and this will be the interview that you know come end of July, you know, say August or whatever, we do a recap. And if the movie blows up, I will say I was wrong and uh, I will eat my crow, you know, gladly. I don't know. You know, I walked into a movie theater the other night just to catch a, a movie, you know, um, and uh, the trailer was on, you know, the, 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 the trailer for Boyhood was on the, the movie theater that I went to. So I was like, hey, check that out. Nobody gave a damn. <laughs> like, I, know, I, know that, I know that guy. And no one else did, but I was like, yeah, that's pretty cool. You know, it was a personal victory, you know, to see your trailer on. So. 
look, look, it's me. It's me. It's me. Oh, no, wait. Uh, no, you don't, you don't, you don't get it. No, you don't. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, but yeah, hey, if it turns into something, uh, I, I, I think it's been a surprise for everybody so far. Nobody thought it was going to get this kind of, um, this kind of critic acclaim, you know, in film festival uh, uh, response. So, hey, I could, we could all be wrong again. You know, maybe it turns into something that it gets so, you know, these reviews are so powerful that maybe it's going to push more people. And maybe in that generation, that baby, you know, baby boomer, a little bit older, you know, I want to go see a nice coming of age movie. I don't want to go see. I don't yeah. want to see apes. Like nah, guts, nah. You know, CGI blowing up futuristic. <laughs> hey, I got no desire to see Planet of the Apes. So if this movie's shown in my little podunk Michigan over here, I'll go see it. Yeah. No, but seriously, like I know like me and apes talking apes, yeah. I'm good. So yeah. nope. Don't yeah, want to see that. Just when he, mm-hmm. you know, in the first one, whenever he was just like, you know, we said like one word, you know, it was like, I was like, that's enough. That's all the <laughs> ape needs to say. Yeah, yeah, now no. they got like monologues yeah. and junk. I'm like, ain't nobody got yeah. time for that. Yeah, Please. I think it was it was like don't or stop or something. That's all he said. I was like, that was intense. But I don't want him to do a whole monologue. You know, I don't need to do oh. a you know, a, 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 you know a, an address to you know all of his apes. You know, <laughs> four <laughs> exactly. stores. I brought you all here today to talk about a multi level marketing opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> So who knows? Uh, we'll have to do a follow-up, uh, you know, interview after uh, after the movie, after all the cons in August. We'll have to do something to wrap it up. And uh, I'm uh, I'm just as curious about all this stuff. Um, I got a couple. I shot a 30-second promotional video with a buddy of mine. It was kind of like a hey, coming to your city. Can't wait to meet you guys. That kind of thing. We put some uh, Power Ranger and VR Trooper footage in there. It looked really cool. So I'm gonna finish that up tomorrow. So that'll I'll start pushing that on social media. Uh, probably this week, probably mid to end of this week. So just some little things, run some contests, assign some DVDs for uh, for a couple of uh, buddies that are handling uh, my fan site. So uh, we're going to do a contest and, uh, you know, just kind of kind of doing all this stuff. And I have a blast. I check into that fan site every day and it's so cool to see the likes go up. It's so cool to see people share things. And I respond to most of the comments. I try to respond to all of them. You know, even if someone just has a question, I just try to shoot them a little answer. So um, I don't know if they know it's actually me, but I'm, you know, I'm the I'm the one that's an admin on my site, and I I try to answer their questions. So I'm having just as much fun as they are. So here's here's a question for you, right? So, you know, you've been to you've been to your first convention. You're you're now being active in social media. So, have there been some, uh, let me see, uh, some unsavory moments that you would I'm like to? Scared. I don't know. Warn. I'm so scared because it seems like you have this question pretty like prepared, but I'm very scared. <laughs> Whenever your voice goes up, do you know that you're about to ask a question that's really sensitive? I've noticed that. Oh, Brad, would you, would you, you're in the oh, he's got your peg, Lisa. Around, you might just do something strange. <laughs> Well, I'm prepared now. Okay, I hear the voice go up. I'm prepared. Well, so what? What do you? What, what do you think? What do you mean? Well, I mean, again, I mean, in, in fact, it doesn't have to be just social media or cons or whatever. But did you have like either back in the day or you know working on different um, projects? Any fans that were overzealous? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah, I had. I, I know exactly what the answer to that is. Um, I did a movie called Shredder. Um, which is like, you know, low budget horror film, which I wanted to do. You know, I was like, hey, I've, I've grown up watching Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th, Halloween. Well, I'm talking the originals, not the remakes or anything like that. I've seen, you know, the, those are the horror films I grew up watching. And I was like, you know what? I want to do one. 
I'm an actor now. I want to do one of those. And even if it's low budget, I don't care. You know, I want to go out to an old abandoned ski lodge and I want to, um, you know, I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to be one of those characters that drinks, you know, and he makes out with the girls and he gets killed. You know, it's like, it's gotta be a trifecta. I want to do all those. Cause you know, if you watch any of those movies, there's, that's what happens. They all, they all, they all drink and get, you know, then get stupid mm-hmm. and then you do something stupid mm-hmm. and then you end up making out with this girl and then you get killed, you know? So I was like, I want all those, you know, I want to just. And there has to be a black person to get killed first. I don't. Then. I don't remember. Wait. I don't remember. I don't think so. I don't think we followed the formula. If oh, that's, no. If that's the formula, we didn't follow the formula. Yeah, we're blazing trail uh. <laughs> as horror makers. I like when they have those movies. They're like, no, I'm the comedic relief. I'm the one that's going to get killed. <laughs> were you all in a group and then decide to split up and go look for the murderer? Come on. We did that in VR Troopers. There was no difference. <laughs> But we had footage. To, yeah, for footage. We had to. <laughs> so, uh, but let's see. Uh, but yeah, okay. So here's what happened. Um, there's a scene, and uh, you know, I had never done any nudity or anything like that um, in any other project. But this one scene, he's like, "Hey, you know, you walk up to the the hot tub, and the girl's already in the hot tub, and you have to take off your towel and then walk down, you know, into the into the hot tub." And I was like, "Okay, well, let's let's be tasteful with it." And I'm like, "This ain't a porn shoot or anything like that." He goes, "Well, no, we'll shoot you from the back. We'll just shoot you little butt little butt shot going into the hot tub. That's it." I'm like, "All right, cool." So you know, we we shoot the scene. You know, it's in the movie. A little butt shot going down in the in the. Uh, scene. I can tell this is going to be one of those movies. Now everybody's going to Netflix and all kinds of stuff. But a little butt shot going down the scene. Next thing you know, my butt is all over Google Image, and I'm just oh, like no. frame, 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 frame. And I had to track down this one guy that had went on, found this thing, made all these screenshots, posted it on his website. So it was like one of the top searches in Google Google Image. And I had to contact this guy and be like, hey, dude, listen, I've got a family, you know, I've got I've got nieces and nephews and cousins. I was like, you can't you can't put this stuff on online. You know, I'm like, I I know it's a part of your site. But it's a part of my career and my life. So if someone Googles my name and that stuff comes up, it's just not cool. So we worked out a deal. You know, I sent him some pictures and he, you know, he was very cool about it. He took down the pictures. But, you know, it's just one of those things where I was like, come on, man, you got to at some point you have to have some kind of respect for people's privacy, you know. And, uh, you know, looking back what I've done that, you know, I don't I don't think that was a big deal career um, career move. I've seen, you know. Uh, actors do a lot more aggressive things, but just for me at that point, I was like, come on, man, you know, I need you, I need you to, I need you to take that down. It's just not, cause it was coming up before any of my pictures, like you put on Google image and it's headshot, you know? So I was like, come on, man, we gotta, we can, we can do better than that. <laughs> so, oh my so that was a, you know, that was just my first my first run in with, you know, you, you have to be careful because everything you do, I mean, now technology is out there. One screenshot of anything could, you know, can go viral, you know, that kind of stuff, anything, you know, I mean, Jay-Z on a, on a, on an elevator, you know, with Beyonce and her sister. I mean, that stuff can go, can go uh, viral, you know, it just, anything can, uh, your, 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 your personal life is not yours anymore. You know, so just have to be careful. You know, I, uh, I, I'm just a little more aware of it now. And I think a lot, a lot of artists are, you know, because of that reason. See, now I want to Google Brad Hawkins, butt and see what comes. <laughs> I don't know if it still comes up, you know? <laughs> oh, Jeremy. And you and your extracurricular what? activities. You have to go to bed knowing tonight that you did that. Okay. If it's that, research. If that works on your conscience. You just have to know that you went, you voluntarily did that. <laughs> oh my 
my goodness. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I'm crying. I'm crying. I'm crying. So you before we go, um, is there anything that you would like to say to the people listening, uh, to the fans? You know, it may sound like a pat answer, but it's not. I mean, I always say thanks. And I mean, you know, it's it's one of those things where this is a I'm going on a 23, 24 year career. And, uh, you know, and, and it all started with uh, with VR Troopers and Power Rangers. So um, and I mean, the fans from that show, the fans from country music and being on the road, because if they didn't if they weren't into it, then I wasn't going to, you know, I wasn't going to continue with that career. You know, so fans are the most important part and they're the things that have kept me going um, this long. And it's and it's really exciting that come, you know, 20 years later after VR Troopers debuted, I'm going right back to the fans. You know, it's come full circle with the experience with mm-hmm. the fans. So I'm very excited about that. And, uh, um, yeah, so I'm excited to getting out and, uh, you know, shaking some hands, taking some pictures, sharing stories and, uh, reconnecting with the people that, uh, you know, that made it all happen. So I'm excited about that, you know, and, uh, if you're in the city, if you're in one of the cities, come out, if you're in Houston, come out and, you know, come out and, uh, mention you heard this, uh, this, you know, this Skype interview and, uh, and, uh, let's chat about it. And <laughs> if you find my butt on the internet, let me know. <laughs> I, have to, I have to hunt people down, you know. <laughs> Bring a butt yeah. shot to sign. <laughs> no, but no, would no. not surprise me, you know. Hey, here, sign this, sign this picture. That's your butt, and sign my baby. All right, no, thank you. <laughs> sign your baby. Right there on the forehead. <laughs> But no, it's great. I appreciate you guys reaching out to me. As you guys can tell, I'm I'm pretty approachable. You know, I try to yeah. yeah. Uh, I just, I'm just a normal guy, you know, but, um, it's, it's exciting to see people that are, that are excited about, you know, chatting and catching up and finding out the real scoop, you know, and asking me some, uh, some real questions. And thank you. Thank you for doing this with us. We really appreciate your time and making us <laughs> laugh. Uh, I mean, I literally Absolutely. cried at one point. Fantastic. You got it guys. We'll do a, we'll do a wrap up, uh, hopefully, uh, end of August, maybe uh, right at September or something like that. We'll have to put something on the books and uh, do it again. 